Bob, it's Dave Ashton, your hey, longtime man. friend. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. How are you? I'm awesome, buddy. How are you? Thanks for tuning in to Kistorian Brothers. This is Dave. My brother Rich is at home right now. Looking forward to tuning into this. And I have on the on the uh, the wacky pod sphere my brother Bob Remington. You, my man, are the crucible of my rock world. I went to a. Uh, a campus event where there was a band playing in the girls' dorm, which sounded like something I'd like to check out. And I, I walked in and I caught the last song and there was a party going on in there, you know, a juice party as it was. And you were playing that red Telecaster through that trainer amp. And you, the last song was uh, uh, Tush by ZZ Top, and we met, and um, and then we went on to be in bands together, and I don't want to bore the KISS band listeners about our sort of rock history, right? Oh, that was great. Uh, but obviously, you're, uh, you're the man. So just to take you way back now, to the point where rock and roll just was there a song or something you heard on the radio one day, even even before you played guitar, that was just like, you could relate to that better than your world? Yeah, you know, oddly enough, the first thing that, that, that hit me was Donny Osmond's voice, which is kind of weird, but I was, must have been in first grade, maybe. That, that was, oddly enough, the first thing that kind of struck me, and then... I think watching the monkeys was kind of cool, and uh -huh. then, of course having, of course having my brother and sister playing all these albums after that point. Uh -huh. but, the, but I think the, the guitar part, where the guitar came in, what I think really hit me the hardest, guitar-wise, I would have to say it would be Jimi Hendrix, and, and I don't mean to be cliche. Are you out of your mind? What? <laughs> what? It's a joke. What'd you say? I said, are you out of your mind? So was there a song though? Was it Purple Haze? Like on the radio? Uh, like give me the, can you, do you have a moment in your mind at all? Let's see, the, the, the first moment. Uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I hate, I, I don't even hate to say this, but I'm telling you the honest God truth. I was coming back in fourth grade in a old rip, uh, brown two-door Riviera Buick uh -huh. car uh -huh. from the circus with a friend of mine <laughs> and on the radio. And meanwhile, this, this my hockey coach was driving at the time. He was hot and he had a beard. And he was in high school and we were all in fourth grade. And the, and um, rock and roll all night and party every day. Are you bullshitting me or not? 
swear to God, Kiss came on the radio. And it was, yeah, we've got a winner. You know, if we had an so award. It was 78. It was 78, dude. And I remember because that's when that album came out. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Listen, uh, Rock and Roll Night came out in 75. But here's the thing. Okay. But that's, okay. you know, and I don't mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hardcore Kiss historian. But what I love is that you have a moment, because I have a moment too, and I won't bore everybody with it, but so, it, and, you know, and, and by the way, when I heard Rock and Roll Night the first time was probably 77, 78 as well, because I wasn't listening to the radio before that. Right, that's right, yeah, yeah. And whatever you were listening to was shitty back then, because it was, at, who knows what it was back when we were in first grade. So go back yeah. to the moment, brother. So, yeah, so, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this fucking hairy, man? They were like, yeah, you know, this album, it just like Frampton, you get it in the mail. Like Johnny got the Kiss Alive R album. The RCA Record the Club. A mail, you know, it came in the fucking mail. Just yeah, yeah. Frampton album. Yeah. Did and I was like, whoa. And, you know, opening up the album cover and going, ah, oh, that's who was on the radio. And I was like, whoa, look at these guys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so not only was it Harry, I'm like, who are these guys? <laughs> and then I'm like, holy shit, this is what, what, what just happened. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, yeah, that, that right there was... If you think about it, though, you know, we're just little tights, right? Because, you know, and not only to hear it and go, I get it, this is hairy, you know, but then to see them... Right. And it, and it wasn't, to me, it wasn't, oh, let's go play with the, the, the little toy fixtures or and let's go watch their movies and all that it was let's listen to the fucking music this is hairy bobby when you saw the visual right yeah. what, did you initially gravitate to one member yeah, I, yeah, I did, and I, I, you know, it was, it was Gene Simmons. Really? I just couldn't understand how or why somebody would be doing something with the, with the <laughs> like that, you know? And well, come on, as in, you know, what for second grade probably? Yeah, second, third grade. Yeah. You know, so I was born in '67, and that album came out in '75. I guess the, the principal question is here, was it Kiss that drove you to pick up a guitar to play a solo? You know, I think that that's right up there in my top five. Well, then give me the top five, bro. That's what I want. Well, okay, you know, Hendrix, Zeppelin, The Who, that's three. Um, oh, yeah, Jeff, that came later. Uh, what about Deep Purple? Uh, I didn't really start listening to Deep Purple until I was in like sixth, seventh grade. Um, That's probably best uh, advice. Well, Leonard Skinner, because I was like, yeah, this is like third, fourth grade. Skinner. Um, definitely Kiss was right there, so that's five. I'd say that's pretty good because everything else kind of came in a little later on when I started smoking pot and all that. Griefer. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, Bob, uh, no offense, I've always thought of you more as a, as a lead player, like 
Like you could really like, even like we have all these guys around us that we really respect that, you know, we think are better than us. But like the funny thing is when it comes to just like laying down like, you know, four to eight bars that like sings and, and makes, and also ending with authority. That's what's funny. Some guys can rip out and they, they can't end a solo. Like even some great players, they just like their endings are like, oh, okay, that's the note you should hit. Yeah, fuck that. You're you're no longer you're no longer like flowing. So I've always been a fan of your guitar playing. Um and, and to bring it back to KISS though. asking a lot for you to take me through history, but this is Bob Remington's personal version of history, and uh, and the floor is yours, brother. Well, so these, I never had any records that was his and Liz's. They always were, well, they're older. Well, that's perfect. You know, so it was always, you know, whenever they were not around, I was always in the room bumping around through the records, you know, Ooh. and they were always pretty protective of them, you know, like, you know, don't go in my room, stay away from my fucking records. Understandable. Yeah. Right? Love it. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that's probably where I got a little distracted. Rock and roll! But you were more interested in The Rock than, than uh, Breakfast in America by Supertramp. Well, well, no, so that's the thing, and this is this will tie in at some point of my whole thought process now. But that, yeah, back then it was, you know, all about headphones too. So they, you know, uh, it, it went from the Kiss album. And to go back to your question, so I would go in the room and I would, I would definitely gravitate towards that album. You would open it up, and there they were, you know. And it was all about the live shot and, the, and the, what, what kind of amps they were using, the guitars and the. The whole scene, you know, mm -hmm. that really made me go, wow. And I used to draw those types of amps in class when I was do doodling. I would always draw a stack. I was always drawn to those Marshall stacks. Later, finding out that everything that they loved around had nothing in them, you know, which is a brilliant idea, for the, especially for the roadies. <laughs> 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 but, you know, so, you know, so, and, and I learned, you know, quite a few his songs were, you know, they're fun to play, especially for a beginner. So, uh -huh. you know, listening, playing rock and roll all night, playing, uh, you know, str Strutter. So, so is it possible that you later learned that, you know, like the, you know, the, the guitar solo from Rock and Roll All Night is really like, A, it wasn't on the original recording, right? There wasn't a guitar solo, but it's like, you know, what I like about Ace is his uh, use of sort of Chuck Berry standardized riffs. Very much so. And Very then building, so. and then you later find out where he got it. Sort of like the Stones, you find out what blues they got that from, right? So, you know, and, and I did teach guitar for a little while, and I would always go 
gravitate towards, you know, Ace because of how his style is a perfect example of how you would want to learn how to play leads because it all revolves around that bar chord pretty much, just like the Chuck Berry stuff. It was all, uh -huh. if you're playing an A bar chord, your leads are all within that A bar chord. Just a little bit out in it, but they're mostly all around that thing you're playing with your fingers, that, that whole barred A chord or whatever barred chord you're playing. Ace will play with a bar chord and everything around that bar chord. Whereas, like, jazz guys are all over the fucking map, right? And they're using different chord structures to lead around it, but... And different, and different, what? Different modes? They're trying to learn. It's the A chord. I started with the A chord because it's the easiest to get around for me. Or the high E. But, and then playing. That's how I learned. And I learned, you know, through Ace. Like, Ace's leads are a good example of, you know, if you want to play rock, blues, leads, you know, and, and go from there, that would be a great, great, great place to start. And that's how I started with that. And, and he, that base is, is would be my number one example of, of, of a guitar player for anyone who wants to learn how to play guitar lead-wise. So... Uh, I'm here with Bob Remington of Zipperhead and Beyond and the Robert uh, Graham uh, Remington Band, right? Yes, sir. And and uh, Highway Child and uh, Highway Child. and just yeah. a fucking stellar dude with a heart of gold and uh, a fucking a riff to answer any riff. Um, you and I, you and I had one of our one of my favorite experiences of my life was our experience. Um, at the Aragon, and I've written about it. So uh, oh, we, yeah. I'll just set the yeah. table. Bob, me, and my brother. I don't know. Was there anybody else with us? I don't think so. We went to see Ace Frehley on his. Uh, you know, I think it was the first time he performed in Chicago, and it ended up yeah. being on the Live Plus One record. And right. we waited in the alleyway out there in the sun. I remember it was really ah. hot. And yeah. we, it was general admission, and we were in the first three rows for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, and. But we moved. But we moved back. We remember that we were like, no, let's move back. We I don't remember. I remember. So that's what's so cool about these experiences, is that we have different versions. Um, what's cool is also is that you and I can be heard on the audio um, from the concert. But, hey, take me back to that show and uh, what you were thinking going to the show and uh, what your impressions were and what your favorite moments were. Well, I was really excited, you know, I mean, and then, you know, obviously being with you and Rich, that was, you know, it's like being with brothers, man, you know, hanging outside before the show. And then there's that, that anticipation, especially in Aragon, because that's a weird area, kind of seedy. And it was CD then. It was well, we were safe, though. We were with all these kids. How long do you think we waited out in that alley? I'd say a good hour and a half. I, I felt like it was five hours. Jesus, I don't no, know. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that long. It wasn't that big of a line. That's not a big place. Think about it. But it's a small place, actually. But I remember, like, it was an intimidating place, too. And I, I, it was, it, that place always intimidated. Yeah, I guess I'd never been there either. I, you, had you been there before? We probably hadn't, right? 
if I did, it was to see Spandau Ballet. Because <laughs> Jody, because Jody wanted to go see it. She broke up with me beforehand, but I still had a ticket. I went by myself. And I'm, I'm leaving that in. Somebody else there. I'm leaving that in. And that song, Hold Me Now. Oh, oh must have broken your fucking heart. Yeah, I went to that that show there. It was either hey, what, were after. the Thompson twins or on the bill or Blamond? That's what it was. Thompson twins. What did I say? There you go. Hold me now, Thompson twins. Hey, That's give me a little credit, a little eighties credit. It was a show that I saw there, and now was it before Ace? I think it was after Ace. Honestly, but well, let's get back you know, to Ace well, Fraley's well, we comment. There. It was bright. It was like walking into a gymnasium, and all those fold-up chairs were there. And you, we all kind of just were like. We wanted to rush, but then we figured out, fuck, we don't need to because we were pretty much front line. And we right. got in there, and I remember first seeing the Laney Amps, and I'm like, oh, he's on Laney Amps, and I added AOR 50 watt, which are fucking hairy amps, and I'm like, and then I, and all I could think about was Anton Fink, you know, was his drummer, and, and he was super huge back then because he was with Letterman, remember, and we were all... Right, and by the way, Bob, there's very few Ace Frehley or Frehley comic shows that Anton Fig played drums on. He was there because they were recording. Anton Fig was in there recording the album. Yeah, well, no, the point, the reason he was at that show is because they were recording that show. He wasn't, he wasn't playing any of the other dates. I see. So it was a special night. So, so let me get this straight. So, Anton was he he was recording within the album, or he wasn't in recording. No, he he was their studio drummer, but he but he was busy with Letterman, so he oh. couldn't go on the road with Ace. But because of that show was going to be recorded for a record, Anton was there. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Which is why it's so cool, and the drum solo was on there, and. Uh, so we finally got into the show, and uh, and it was I think it was um, it was Faster Pussycat, and then Y and T, right? No, actually, Y and T was headlining, and we left, right? Yeah, we never stuck around. I thought it was a V. I thought. Do you do you know anything about Y and T? I don't. I, I have no idea. So we know. were like, fuck I, it. I we, Faster Pussycat was cool. They were. I don't remember them to be honest with you. I really don't. I, I just remember the Ace. I remember every song was just killer. I remember how their sound was amazing and it was compressed and it was perfect. And those amps sounded like they'd been on for about three hours beforehand. They were <laughs> hot. Those amps were so hot. You know? And I just remember him playing perfectly and his singing was dead on and they were all pumped because of the album you know and you could see it it was uh it was a, just it was a lot of energy it was in the room that night I, I do i remember that and it and i do remember you know it's going you know i, I think it's getting hot, hot in here or what did he say he said um I, uh, what did he say it's something like 
I think it's getting hot in here. You're hot too, or something like that. And then he's like, we're gonna, this next song is called Rocket Ride, and you hear this, yeah, which is you. And I'm like, and we were right by the soundboard, so they must have had some mics up, up top, you know, in the ceiling or something right above us, because you were like right there. It's like, whoa, there's Dave Ashton on the album. <laughs> Well, I know the I know the place where my voice is, and it's actually at the end of um, something moved on stage. Something moved. Yeah, something moved. Out there too. Dude, you're hilarious. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think something moved everywhere. Like, I'm glad you all showed up, man. We're gonna kick some ass tonight. You wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something but... funny? So, you know Jeff, who came to the show with us to see Ace at the Arcadia two summers ago? So he was working, or like got backstage passes through like CKG or something, and for that show. And him and his buddy Ed, who was also here, right? (laughs) Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got backstage, and they were supposed to meet Ace, but he wouldn't meet them, but they gave him an album to sign. And okay. they saw him sign it yeah. through the door. And then when they got it, all it was was like a, like a, like a scribble, a cr- like a, like, you know, like in somebody's mainlining. <laughs> it didn't say Ace Frehley or anything. And he handed it back to him and they gave it to him and they're like, that's all you'll get. And that really? was it. And they were like, he, they said he was out of his mind. <laughs> really? Yeah, and this was before the show. Um, so hey, hey, this was this was the show we all went to go see down in St. Charles. No, I'm talking about the Aragon. Oh, you're talking Jeff about was backstage Aragon. that night. Oh, that night. Yeah. So oh. so let me ask you: Did we go to other Ace shows since then? We went to the we obviously did yeah. the, in St. Charles, but was there another date? Yeah, there was your 40th birthday party. Oh my God! And we had uh, prime uh, box seats up there, and he had a a young band with him, if I recall. Hey, by Uh, the way, Bob, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. My mom did go to a Kiss show. (laughs) Yeah, she did. (laughs) She did go. Yeah. Dude, I so... Remember, yeah, I remember that really well because I remember the band, we kept still scratching our heads going, these guys are so tight. You know, and it ended up being, you know, guys that he hung out with that were much younger and, and you know... I, I you think know, Scott they, Coogan, the drummer, is from Oak Lawn. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's yeah, played with, like, right, Cindy... Yeah. He's played with everybody, like, like from, like, Cindy Lauper to, you know, Alice oh, Cooper shit. and Ace. Wow. Hey, yeah. so hey, so Bobby, how would you uh, compare and contrast? You know, obviously it was a different vibe. It's twenty years later. Well, and then we went to the one, you know, to, to then this is our last trip last summer to to St. Charles, the Ace play at that wonderful uh, venue. I forget the name of it. What a neat little place to. The Arcada. Arcada. The Arcada. Arcada. Yeah. yeah. So Ace three times, three times, man. So as I let you go, Bobby, if you would like, you know, if you were going to like, let, and this is horrible, but let's say we found out that Ace passed away, right? Like yeah. Eddie Van Halen or something, you know, um, how would you sum him up? Like, I think of him as like, 
like the American sort of Keith Richards. He's like a goofball, he's not perfect, but he's like from the heart. I wonder how you feel about him, just like as a guitarist and just as an entity. I would I would say that he's humble, you know, because he came in a time where it was all about the big rock guitar thing, and he you know was never labeled like the Jeff Beck or the Hendrix or the Jimmy Page or the you know I could keep going on and on about those virtuosos, you know, but yet he always held that title of of. Uh, of a guitar, of guitar king, startup, uh, started startup ship, being a star, yeah. startup ship. Like me, you know, they, one of the kings of, of rock guitar because, <laughs> you know, he, he was never like I'm the greatest guitar player, I'm a great guitar player, so on and so forth. He, you know, he, he knew what he did, he did well, and he's and he's like that now. Like the last show we saw is like. He knew, he knows his limitations, you know, and he, and uh-huh. he's not afraid to get another guitar player in there to, 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 to have the limelight for a little while, That's you know, cool. and that takes humility, it takes being humble and knowing where you're at, he, he, he seemed to be pretty satisfied on what he's done throughout his whole life, you know, and that guy's been through the fucking mill, <laughs> you know, Right. That's kind of, so I would say, you know, I, he seems, uh, he, 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 you know, he passed away a happy guy and he, he really changed, uh, I think uh, he changed my life a little bit in the, in the way of, of how to play a guitar and you don't necessarily have to be a Jeff Beck or a Steve Vai or a, you know, gunslinger in order to, yeah. you know, be able to prove your point. Yeah, right, you know? yeah, it, it allowed somebody like me who, you know, you know, I mean, if you if you can figure that stuff out, it's still really steeped. And, you know, it was really cool what one of his quotes that I like, that I really like. He said, if, if I'd have known I would have influenced so many guitarists, I would have practiced more. So, you know, it's funny, but he didn't need to. And, you know, the other thing is, is I spent so much time fucking focusing in on leaves and shit. I didn't focus any time on writing music and... And, you know, the older you get, the, the more I, I'm influenced by you, who's a good example of somebody who's, you know, you don't need to know all those leads to write, write a song, you know? It's great if you want to be, and, and that's where Ace has something going on, too, because he's a writer, he's not just a guitar slinger, he, he's a musician, you know? Whereas Steve Vai is a guitar player, yeah, yeah. a musician. He'll say, yeah, I write songs, but you ever hear a, <laughs> right, not right. a lyric? I've never heard him sing. Right. Want to. Joe Satriani tried it. And, okay, you can sing, but he sounds like a little dork. It's like, you know, it's just <laughs> what you do. And he's sticking, Ace is sticking to what he does best, man. I, I, I hope that, I really, I can't wait to, to hear this album coming out. Is, it, is his new album out yet? Well, he's coming out with a new original album. Uh, yeah. And, uh, he just put out the second, uh, you know, Origins uh, cover record, which that's, might that's be better than might be better than the last. It's really fun. I, I, I'm gonna get my hands on that. I wonder if I can get it on. I can probably get it on Apple. I would think. Well, you know, it's on Spotify and everything else is free at this point. You know, but um, hey, Bobby, this has been awesome, and you've really yeah. touched on a number of things that I think Kiss fans oh, really yeah. love. You know, beside the fact that we have personal history. Um, and I look forward to also 
uh, turning uh, the KISS fans who are listening on to some of your tunes while uh, this is playing. So well, you know, uh, we'll you pick know, a couple I mean, tunes it, to it, drop in. You can tell through, through a lot of the Zipperhead songs. It's there, man. Totally, dude. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking about. So we'll talk about that, and we'll we'll pick those tunes. Uh, the only other thing I could tell you is God gave rock and roll to you, Bob, and I really appreciate you uh, keeping me alive on that thread all this time. I love you, man. Dude, I love you too, brother. God bless. Right on, man. Peace. Peace out, Bob. You do not have 